got to be honest with y'all. We were a little bit nervous about the little transition here with Peg or man- Mannequin. Y'all say hi, Peg. <laughs> Classic Peg. Uh, it's good to see y'all this morning. Uh, if y'all don't know that skit, it's really good. It's Justin Timberlake, and it's good. So anyway, y'all go watch that because it's funny on SNL. But um, listen, uh, we're really excited about the last day of Desperate Housewives. And I'm just going to just... Before I tell y'all about guardrails, I'm just going to get this out in the open so because I, I need y'all to know this. I'm really comfortable talking about men. So, like, it's, you know, I, I, hopefully y'all can tell why. Uh, it, it's not as easy about women. I'm just telling y'all, ladies, y'all are an interesting creature. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that y'all enjoy uh, today. And uh, y'all are awesome. And I've learned so much this week. Uh, I've interviewed, I think it's six of our ladies to get some help because I seriously am not an expert <laughs> on this subject. And so it's got me a little bit frazzled because I've dealt with this all week and I'm just like, this is not as easy as last week. So anyway, I'm really excited. Uh, let me tell you about guardrails. Guardrails in our lives are the things that keep us in the boundaries that we're supposed to be in. And so y'all have seen times where there's no guardrails and people fall off into an embankment or go into in- on incoming traffic. You know, and so I got stories to tell you and I'm excited. But in our church, we have guardrails and it's to reach the least, the lost and the lonely with the gospel of Jesus and see life change happen as a result. And then loving, growing, serving and uniting and everything we do falls into there. And so that's not going to be all the sermon series is about because there's stuff that you guys need to do in your own homes that become guardrails. And all of you have them, by the way, whether you know them or not, they just may be really broad guardrails and allowing you to go all over the place, and so hopefully we'll tighten those up. But this is the sermon series that leads us up to Easter. We're going to have 500 people at Easter. We're going to do a Saturday night service, and we have so much to tell y'all before that, so we're really excited. So that's the the short plug for that. And so let me get get right into today's message. Uh, It's the fourth week of Desperate Housewives. If if today is your first time, thank you so much for coming. We are so grateful that you decided to worship with us. And so let me just catch you up on what's happened so far. Week one. We talked about what the ideal family looks like and how we are being pulled like crazy to be real, right? Because the real family is fill in the blank. But the ideal family that God gave us is husbands, love your wives, wives, submit to your husbands, children, obey your parents, and fathers, don't provoke your kids to anger. And that's impossible to meet up to, isn't it? And so we get pulled constantly. Well, but you know what? They're they're doing it like this, so I'm going to do it like that. And we have to decide if we're going to be the real or the ideal. And then week two, we talked about mutual submission, mutual submission. What can I do to help? It's the, it's the one thing that changes everything in your life, in your marriage, at work. If you're not married and with your parents, what can I do to help? And then last week was on men and we learned, uh, certain people learned about what a Dutch oven is. And that's awesome. If you don't know what it is, you need to watch last week's message. And if you're married and you're a woman, you know what it is, and you may not have known the terminology, and that all men pee outside. And so there we go. There's what we have so far. That's what we have learned up to this point of what it really means to be a man and be velvet steel. And so today, ladies, different subject. <laughs> I've learned that uh, peeing outside is not a real big deal to y'all, and that's cool. So <laughs> we're going uh, gonna to dive right in to what it looks like. And here's the thing that I found so interesting. Here's the thing that I found so interesting. Out of the six ladies that I talked to, out of the six ladies that I talked to, oh, it's going to shine on y'all. There you go. There you go. Out of the six ladies that I talked to, every one of them mentioned this, at least some of it. And it's a mirror. 
It's what we look like. Now, when I look at this, it's, it's a sight for sore eyes. Do y'all, y'all know the difference between men and women? Like, we look in the mirror, right? We look in the mirror, but it's like, yep, that, that'll work, right? <laughs> right? Am I right? Like, dudes, am I right? Some of y'all that don't, whatever, that's another message. But, like, we just, yep, that's good. And I'm not telling y'all we like what we see, right? Y'all with me? I'm not telling y'all we look at it and go, yes, sir, you're welcome. Y'all get to look at this for 30 minutes. You're all welcome for that. I don't, most guys that I know aren't like that, but we honestly are just, we're cool with it. You know, it is what it is. I'm 20 to 30 pounds overweight. I'm not cool with that. I want to lose weight, but I'm pretty cool with it. Okay. So it's not really that, it's not really that big of a deal, right? I ate at Fuddruckers last night. I hit the, and got two cookies and I mean, it is what it is, right? And we're not that big of a deal, right? Whatever. We are a big deal. That's the problem. So anyway. But, like, when I show this mirror to you ladies, I guarantee you some of y'all thought to yourself, please don't point that at me, didn't you? Like, I, I don't point that at me. Because every one of the ladies that I talked to said, we stare in the mirror. And we don't like what we see. So we stare longer in the magnifying mirrors that get real close and y'all pluck y'all's eyebrows. By the way, my wife did that on me a couple months ago. What in the world is wrong with y'all, Right? I mean, for real, like I had rashes and stuff going off the side. And I'm like, what is wrong with this? It hurts so bad. And y'all get all the impurities out and you get so close. It consumes you much differently than it does us. We want to be important and we want to fix. Y'all want to be beautiful and you want to fix yourselves. And it is amazing to me that some of you guys, and I'm not saying this is a blanket statement that all of you feel this way. But I look out and I see beautiful ladies. You guys are beautiful. And yet when I turn this around, you cringe because you don't want to see what's on the other side of this mirror. You do not want to see the reflection that you are because you despise what you look like. And then I wrote some, some stuff down. I'll try not to shine the light on you, but I wrote down, I'm too skinny. I'm, I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm unloved. I should be taller, Right. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a little bit shorter. I wish I was, I wish I was a little bit something or another. And constantly, constantly, according to the ladies that I talked to, you nitpick yourselves and wish that you were something that you were not. And, and because of that, most of the time, ladies, your self-esteem is lower than men. Your self-esteem tends to be down here. And so your self-worth is lower than it should be. And most of the time, not all the time, because I'm going to get that to a second, it starts with how we look and perceive ourselves. Again, I'm telling y'all the truth. Not every man is like this. But honestly, I looked in the mirror just long enough to jump out of the shower and make sure that my rear end was dry. And as soon as it was, I was gone, right? I did not spend any time in front of the mirror. But some of y'all spent 30 minutes, didn't you? Because it's very important. And you put makeup on. And I'm thankful for that. I'm not saying y'all should stop that. And I'm not making a joke right now. I really, that's, that's not intended to be a joke. I'm grateful that y'all want to be beautiful. And my wife, I'm grateful that she wants to be beautiful. But we're in a losing battle right now thinking that we can look long enough or gaze long enough or get enough impurities off of ourselves long enough to be beautiful. And as a result of that, a lot of women go through struggles with how they feel about themselves because... I'm supposed to be certain things, right? Are y'all with me? I'm supposed to be certain things. If you're married in here and you're a lady, raise your hand. If you're married in here or you have been, how's that? Or you have been, raise your hand. So, so almost everybody in here has been or you currently are. 
then if, if that's you, you have expectations that the world expects out of you to be. Like, like you're supposed to be home at a certain time, right? If you have kids, you're supposed to pick them up. You're supposed to take them to ball practice. You're supposed to be as sweet and loving as all the other wives. So if you have a personality that is not meek and tender, well, well then that's bad on you, right? And you're, and you're labeled a word that starts with a B and ends with an itch. And, and that's not good, right? Right? Seriously. If you have a strong personality type and you're a woman or you have a strong personality type and you're a man, I'm a great leader, right? Are y'all with me? And you're that B word. And that's not fair, is it? And a lot of times the reason for that, a lot of times the reason for that is because the man that has the strong personality type that says one thing feels pretty good about himself, not necessarily ready to go show the whole world what he looks like, but he's just comfortable in his own skin. And the woman can say the same exact thing and not love herself and then expect others to respect them. And I'm telling y'all, that's the biggest problem. Self-worth. And then demanding others to respect you is almost impossible. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And so listen, God created you. God created you. Intentionally to be led by men. And for so many of you, that has not been the case. I'm looking out and I see tons of single moms who've been left by men. For whatever reason. Doesn't matter why. But you've been left by men. And therefore, you've had to pick up the slack. And I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, as a pastor and as a man, I'm sorry. And, and you know what? In the church, I talked about this last week. So many of you guys have had to pick up the slack for men because we haven't led. We haven't been like Jesus and led like he told us to lead. It's either been so strong that we don't pay attention and we just bull over everybody or we're passive and weak and we let women do all the work, right? And so God created it. And we, we've talked about this. Ephesians chapter 5, submit yourselves one to another. Mutual submission. And then roles that we have that doesn't change the roles. I'm the head of the household. If I live like God wants me to live, I'm the head of the household. But the problem is for so many, you've had to juggle everything including father. And it is very difficult. But see, God intended it like this. Watch what Ephesians, watch what Ephesians chapter 5 says. And this isn't the main passage today, but I don't want to miss it. Okay, I don't want to miss it. And further, submit yourselves to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mutual submission. For wives, ladies, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband, for a husband is the head of his wife, is Christ the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husband and everything. And in an ideal world, this is how it was created to be. This is how it was created to be. But unfortunately, the ideal has been thrown away. And I'm not telling you this morning, I'm not telling you this morning that we should get rid of roles because we should not because it is biblical. It It is what Paul told us, and I believe he was taking Christ's words a step further. And so listen, you're called to be led, but the problem is you've not been. And so guys, I'm still calling you to step up. But ladies, this is for you, okay? I'm not forgetting, I'm not forgetting what those roles are, but but specifically today, what I think is the game changer for all of you guys, what I think is the game changer for all of you guys is this thought. Stop confusing, stop confusing what you believe you look like or who you believe you are with who you truly are. Stop confusing what you believe you look like. When I hold this mirror up, you're like, come on, man, stop pointing that at me. With who you really are. 
Because you're a child of the Most High, and that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple minutes. Will you pray with me? God, in the next few moments, using our mannequin and mirrors, and most importantly, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, will you help us change our perception of ourselves and understand how much we are like you? Thank you, Jesus, for loving us first. We love you. Amen. So I want to give you two I want to give you two things this morning, two ways that you can begin to believe about yourself what you should believe about yourself. Or actually what I put is two ways for ladies to believe in what they are and not what they perceive themselves to be. And I please everybody take notes. Guys, if if you're like you've lost me, I'm a man. I've learned a lot this week and it's been eye opening and I'm telling you you can help you can help your marriage out if you'll pay attention in the next couple minutes. You can help your next relationship out if you're not currently married, if you'll pay attention for the next couple minutes. And I believe, um, I believe it'll be life-changing. So two things. The first one is stop focusing on the wrong things. Stop focusing on the wrong things. So when I hold this up, you see fat. The first thing that you see, and a lot of y'all feel yourselves, you feel about yourselves that because you look at yourself and you say, I'm just fat. Or I'm just ugly, right? God didn't make me as beautiful as them. And there's so much perception about yourself, even if it's a personality that you wish you were. There's so much perception about yourself that you don't like. And listen, the mirror is not a bad thing. I mean, I I don't use it a ton, but I'm glad. I'm glad that it's there because at least we can see if there's like a booger or something, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. So it's not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing when it's a weapon. And y'all, so many times we look at this and we perceive ourselves and then we feel sorry for ourselves and we feel bad. And honestly, this is what I got from the ladies. We're just mean to each other, aren't we? We just start being really mean to each other. And it is not because you're hateful. It's because you hate yourselves or how you perceive yourselves to be. I'm telling y'all, let's lay the gauntlet right now and let's stop. Let's stop believing that crap. Let's stop believing those lies. Let's stop believing those lies. Okay, this is where my peg comes in, and so let me spruce her up. This is actually a man. I want y'all to know this because I think it adds street cred that this is a man, Nikin, that, thank you, Corey, we have a woman's wig and a veil, and we just go with it because that's how we roll. So I want y'all to stay with me. I want y'all to stay with me, and I'm going to move out of the way because I need to uh, get to Shim in a minute, and, um, and we'll just go with it. So y'all check this out. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. This is very important. Y'all stay with me. I was getting up to this point, and if y'all have missed it to now, pay attention for the next couple minutes. It's not going to be real long. We have something really special. But I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, ladies, I I believe your life can completely change in the next 10 to 15 minutes if you'll pay attention. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. Watch this. It says, since the new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who watched this, who watched this, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory. Y'all see that? He put a veil over his face so we would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds. Same veil. So they cannot understand the truth. And this veil cannot be removed only by believing in Christ. This veil can only be removed by believing in Christ. 
And so even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. And so I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to see this. The veil covers our hearts. This is, this is absolutely spiritual, so y'all stay with me. This is not talking about women specifically, but I'm going to get to y'all in a second. For so many people, stay with me, for so many people, there's a veil covering your heart. You've even come in here and you've listened to the gospel and you've heard the gospel. And you say, you know what, that sounds pretty cool. But in order for freedom to take place, the veil has to be removed. Look at that handsome lady. The veil has to be removed. And for so many, it's never removed. And we look and we say, why are they not different? Why are they not different? And it's because the law and the blindness that is me has crept over and the veil has covered me up. And I never get to have complete and total freedom in Jesus Christ like I'm supposed to have. Now, ladies, here's where this comes into play for you. Do y'all know why the veil existed? Y'all can call it out if y'all want to. This can be ladies in Mark time. Why did, why, why did, did ladies wear a veil? Do y'all know this? Yeah, it's for a wedding, but specifically, do y'all know? It's because the veil represented ownership. Ownership. Because basically, you guys... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago were, were property of your fathers. And your father chose who he would give you to. And the minute that I say yes, I take full responsibility for my wife saying, I am now her boss. I am now in charge. She is now my property. It was also today, I don't think we wear it for that reason, by the way. It's a little awkward. But today it's for purity, right? Because if you have a veil on, it's for it, it, you're pure in heart, and that is what it's considered. And I, to be honest with you, it's kind of a weird tradition that we haven't changed it, but I think that's why we didn't. But, but listen, let's, let's stay with what it was originally intended to be. How many of you guys feel this way? Because I'm telling you, the ladies I talked to this week said they feel this way. How many of you guys feel this way? I know Christ thinks this about me. Because a lot of you, if you grew up in church, this is what you believe. I know Christ thinks a lot of me, but I don't think a lot of me. And I want, listen, I want me to be perceived better by me. I don't care what he thinks. And so instead of letting the veil come up, instead of letting the veil come up and say, you are completely in charge of me. At the moment that that veil came up, I said, you are completely the boss of my life. You're completely in charge. But instead, you try to fix everything. See, men, we try to fix everyone else. You guys try to fix yourselves and constantly fix up, fix up, fix up, fix up. And you know that you can do something else, don't you? And in your mind, you're thinking, I can make this better. I can make this better. And all the time, the veil stays on. And I'm not saying you're not saved. But I am saying there's a veil over your hearts because you don't believe about yourself what Jesus wants you to believe about yourself. And because of that, you're hardened. And the unkindness that comes lady to lady is not because you're not sweet inside. Listen, I wish ladies ran this world because there'd be so many less wars. I'm not calling y'all out. What I'm saying is the veil that is over so many of you this morning because you believe the lies that Satan has told you about yourselves. You look in the mirror and you gaze at it and you say, oh, I can't stand what I'm looking at. Hardening of the heart. The veil comes over. And I'm telling y'all, Satan's happy. Don't you know that that's what Satan wants for you? For you not to believe 
that you're a precious, precious child of the Most High God, that you were made in the image of God like Genesis 1.27 says. Don't you know that that's what God wants? That he doesn't want you to have your veil lifted and be in freedom. And listen, it doesn't matter if you weigh 200 pounds or 100 and you think you need to gain weight or you wish you were more tan and you haven't had time to get to the tanning bed. None of that matters. And I know you're thinking right now, Mark, that's easy for you to say you're a man. That's easy for you to say you're a man. It's a man's world. And you know what? I admit that. And you know the one thing that I've probably learned more than anything else is until I've walked in your shoes, I can't quite know what it's like. And I'm sorry for a lot of things y'all have to deal with. It is a man's world. And it is a lot easier to be a man. And I do apologize for that because that is not fair. But what I do know is you are no less than I. And no more than I. Because we are equally children of God. And the minute that you start believing that, and I'm not talking about in your head, you're like, you know what, you're right, Pastor Mark. I know that you're right. I'm going to let the veil remove. And then you walk out here and you're the same. That's not how it works. See, I'm telling you, two chapters after this, it says if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. I believe it's a transformation when you trust Christ. Or when you allow Christ to be everything in you. When he changes you and flips you upside down, you stop believing the lies of the devil. Because the thing that he wants to do is tear you down. And guys, what we do is totally different than what ladies do. But when you say nasty things to your wife, if you've ever told your wife she's fat or she's not beautiful, listen, it's not the same as when we look at each other and tell your mama jokes. It is not the same. If you're nasty to your wife or to a lady, it is not the same. Stop doing that. It is a game changer. They believe this crap that we say about them. And we've got to stop that. We've got to cut that junk out. If you've ever put down a woman, shame on you and don't ever do it again. Because it is not the same as when I look at Daniel Pearson and I make fun of him and he makes fun of me. That's all we did growing up. Because we're dudes, right? It's not the same. But when you do that to a woman, they believe it. Stop. Stop. We can change the game today. Our families can never be the same. But I'm telling you, we've got to change. We've got to change. All of us have to change. Listen to what Colossians chapter 3 says, and I believe this is the picture. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. This is the picture of how the veil is removed. It says, for you died to this life, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, listen, revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. When Christ is revealed to the whole world, I'll share in his glory because he has come in me and he has changed me. And the minute that the veil is removed from my face, it is no longer me that people perceive, but Christ that people perceive. But I have to want that for myself. It cannot be me that I care that people see. It has to be Christ in me that I care that people see. And listen to what this says. Number two. I have to remove the veil and look into his mirror. I have to remove the veil and stop worrying about what this says and worry about what the word says. I have to every day. Listen, ladies, if you especially are not in the word every single day, you're going to believe the lies the devil tells you. And you're going to tell yourself over and over and over and over. And you're going to believe that junk that the devil tells you every day. You have to get out of that and get in the word. If God has truly changed you and only you know that, You have to get in the Word every single day. I'm talking about never miss. 
I don't care if you're on the way to work. I don't care what you're doing. You have to let that be your mirror. You have to pray. And I'm not talking about now I lay me down to sleep. I'm talking about deeply pray. Because so many of you are sitting, I'm watching your faces. So many of you are sitting where you're sitting and you do not love yourself. And it is because you perceive what others you think perceive about you. And that is not true. Because I'm telling you, if nothing else, if there's no one else in the world that loves you, Christ loves you enough to die for you. And he believes you are precious. It's my favorite part of the, uh, my favorite part of the chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12, or excuse me, verses 16 through 18. It says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit. And whenever there's spirit, excuse me, whenever the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Whenever that veil is taken back, there's freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see, listen to this carefully, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord and the Lord who is the Spirit. Make us more and more like Him as we are changed in His glorious image. And this is what another version says, we are continuously changing from glory to glory to glory. And so this is, listen, this is what's revealed about us, is when the veil is removed. And I'm talking about real life, real talk, not you've, you've said a prayer when you were six, but, but real talk, you've given Christ everything in your life. Ladies, when that veil is removed, what you're ultimately saying is, you know what, I can't fix everything about myself and I'm okay with that because Christ in me reveals Christ's glory and that's what I want to shine through anyway and so when people see me I don't want them to see me I don't care what they see in me I'm going to accept what I am and I'm going to give it all to Christ and so right now this is what I want you guys to do what I want you guys to do is just close your eyes and listen to this song it's called Holy Wedding Day and listen as I'm talking and you close your eyes I want you to consider the fact that you are the bride of Christ and that he loves you this deeply. This song is absolutely amazing. It's a song that Jenny came down the aisle to when Josh and Jenny got married this summer, and I had tears running down my face because I thought it was so amazing about how much Christ loves you. I want you to consider the fact that when you remove the veil, you became the fullness of Jesus Christ, and you reveal his glory. So listen to this. This is the story of the Son of God. Hanging on a cross for me But it ends with a bride and groom And a wedding by a glassy sea Oh, death, where is your sting? Cause I'll be there singing
Anticipation welling up inside while her groom is crowned a key. Oh, death, where is your stay? Cause we'll be there singing holy. for you ladies today and any of you men guys that might need the same thing is the perception that you feel about yourself is um, so many different things and I don't know what that is for you personally but it's time for all of that to change it's time for all of that to change and this is what I'm asking you to do by removing the veil I'm asking for you guys to shatter the mirror, shatter the mirror, and believe, let, let the pieces fall, let what you believe about yourself change, and believe these things about yourself, 
that you're forgiven, that you're beautiful, that you're pure, that you're loved, that you're righteous, that you're treasured, and that you're his. This is your life. This is what we see. If you are a child of the Most High God, this is what we see when we see you. We do not see what you perceive for us to see. We see these things. If the veil has truly been removed in your lives, we do not see ugly and fat and old and all of these other things that you believe that we perceive about you, we see beauty because you are His. Because the veil has truly been removed. And I'm asking each one of you to stop believing the lies of the devil because it is ruining beautiful people. You do not have to meet the mark that we have set for you. There is no perfect woman. The American woman does not exist. Who cares what they think? Just be full in Jesus. Allow Jesus Christ to be your fullness. And listen, I'm asking all of you to believe. I'm sorry. Believe this about yourselves. Believe this about yourselves. This is all of you. Believe the truth about yourselves that you are beautiful and forgiven and full in Christ. You do not have to not love yourself anymore. You do not have to not love yourself anymore. Listen to me. Marriages change. Marriages change when you perceive yourself in Christ and you say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And you let him remove the veil that is hardness over your heart because you've been hurt. So many of you have, and you say, I am full in Jesus Christ and in nothing else. If today on the way to church, your husband or your kids said something to you, I don't know why that is. And I'm sorry for that, but you're complete in Jesus. If you're a single woman, and you wonder if you're ever going to get married. Listen to me right now. You are beautiful and full and forgiven and loved and righteous in Jesus. You are that and so much more. And so what we want to give you an opportunity to do is husbands, I want you to step up with your wives. And this isn't the same thing as last week. This is obviously so much different. But we want to give you an opportunity to come down front. You don't have to kneel. You can pray, you can stand up, but I want every woman that is struggling, and I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know what percentage, I, I don't connect with you guys like I do with men, because I know what it's like to be guts and rocks, right, and, and struggle, but according to the ladies that I talked to this week, it's almost all of them, and I just want to give you an opportunity, you can pray with each other, if there's a husband in here that doesn't step up and pray with your wife, I'm probably going to come get you and drop a soup bone on you, I'm just letting you know. But I want to give every single woman an opportunity. And so listen to the opportunity, okay? You have an opportunity to come down and pray. And you can pray kneeling if you would like to, or if you want to stand, that is absolutely perfect with me. But most importantly, for every man and woman in this room, if Christ has never removed the veil from your life, listen, this is the one of the most beautiful pictures of salvation because we are called the bride of Christ. And I'm telling you, when my wife walked down the aisle, I have never seen something more beautiful than that. And, and listen, this is what blows my mind. Christ perceives us more beautiful than I perceive my own wife. That is unbelievable. That's how much he loves you. So we want to give you an opportunity right now to step forward. And if that is you and you say, Mark, I need to trust Christ right now. I need to trust Christ right now. We want you to step forward. And I want you to, to find one of our volunteers. Find one of our volunteers in our four-point shirts and say, I need to go back and talk with you about getting saved right now. We'll take you to that room. So ladies, will you step up right now if you want to come down and pray? If you know the truth about yourself is you don't love yourself.
because of what you perceive about yourself. Don't stay the same. Stand up right now, if you will, and come down front. Come right now. Come right now. If that's you, come right now. Come right now, down to the front. God, first and foremost, thank you for removing the veil for, from each one of us that call ourselves followers of Christ, that we were, we were worse than we ever perceived ourselves to be, and, and yet you removed the veil by taking complete and total control of my life when I surrender myself to you as your bride and say, Christ, you alone, you alone are worthy. And I submit all of myself to you and say, I need you to be in charge because I've made a mess of this. God, for every person, man and woman in this room, I pray that you will burden their hearts if they don't know you as Savior and they will give themselves over to you today because we are hardened and we are cold. God, for every woman, whether they're in their seats, whether they're in their seats or whether they're down here, for my beautiful wife and family and so many friends and people that I just met today. Thank you, God, for women. What a blessing they are from you. God, I do not believe your best creation is men but women. They are such a great and wonderful creation that you made, and I am so grateful that you made a help for us, Lord Jesus. God, that's truly my prayer, and I believe this changes everything. If all of us, but especially our wonderful ladies, will start believing the truth that they are freed and beautiful and loved and stop believing the lies of Satan. God, the lies of Satan are ruining people. They look at themselves and they say, why can't I be like her? God, help them love the fact that they are them. Help them love the fact that they are new in you and you made them just like you wanted them to you never have made a mistake and you love each one of our ladies God help them stop comparing themselves to each other and only to you I pray that when people see our ladies they see Christ and when people see our men they see Christ and they see a difference because we are your glory we are your perfection and we are becoming new and more and more and more like you every day God, help each one of the people in this room know their love, but not by us. We try so hard and we want to be loving, but it is only because of Jesus that we truly are loved without any shadow of a doubt, without any, any, any kind of mistake. You have loved us and thank you, Jesus, for that. God, as we go, 
as we sing your great dance floor and as we enjoy the end of this service. I pray that you will bless each one of our ladies and thank you for who they are and all that they do and how difficult it is to be a woman in America and in Spartanburg and Greenville right now. So God, will you bless them and help us help them to know how beautiful they really are. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Y'all don't have to go back to your seats. Y'all don't have to go back to your seats. You're welcome to. Um, a couple quick things. Tonight is our big blowout for the students. We're very excited about it. We'll have pizza and some other things. 5.30. So if y'all can come, if y'all can come, students, make sure you're here. Um, for every for every person in here, I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, please come back next week and bring friends. Listen, this song is awesome. I love it. So will y'all stand and we'll close